I'm Kelsey Ryder. I'm Natalia Raymond. And this is Angelinos in Training, a podcast for people curious about Los Angeles by people who live in Los Angeles. So whether you're moving here, new to the area, or just want to better understand LA, we're here to help you navigate the city of angels. Welcome to Angelinos in Training. This is our very first episode. Yes. We are so excited that you're here with us to learn about LA. Yes, so exciting. So Kelsey and I have both lived in Los Angeles for about four years. And uh, we moved here not really knowing what uh, our our lives are going to hold, what Los Angeles is going to hold. So we're considering this podcast... Uh, the resource that we wish we had when we moved here. Exactly, Natalia. And I'm also saying your name so people can tell our voices apart. <laughs> oh, what a, what a genius idea. <laughs> Two women, I can't tell them apart. <laughs> the same pitch, I don't understand. Anyway, so as Natalia was saying, uh, this is the resource we wish we would have had before we moved to Los Angeles so that we could have an insider's view of what it's like to live here and experience things. And we're just a micro-organism. Uh, that's that's not what I'm saying. We're the micro... We have a very small view <laughs> <laughs> of what it's like to live in Los Angeles. But it's incredibly mm-hmm. helpful just to hear from people who are here and doing it and not necessarily just entertainment industry info because that's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it, just the day-to-day surviving and hopefully thriving in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Yes, we want people to just have an idea of what it's like to live here, uh, help you decide whether uh, L.A. could be the right place for you. And if you're new to L.A., just try to give you a little bit of extra help. You can think of this podcast like your your training bra for becoming an Angelino. <laughs> this, is, this is your training bra. You're getting ready to put on the nice full bra of being an Angelino, but this is the training bra. Can't get that full cup until you, you know, go through the training. Have we completely alienated all of the men out there? I mean, that was our goal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if men really listen to podcasts with two female hosts. I don't know, do they? So, Natalia, you have a very good definition for Angelinos, correct? Thank you. Thank you. I try. So, uh, generally, people consider an Angelino to be a person who lives in Los Angeles. So, you know, with a city that has has so many millions of people, LA's uh, population has been estimated to be over 10 million people, there's probably a lot of different ways to be an Angelino. I highly doubt that all 10 million of those people eat avocado toast every day and drink kombucha. So, <laughs> I mean, generally... We don't know for sure. Yeah, we don't know for sure. Everybody all over could just have great supplies of kombucha in their fridge. Generally, what I say uh, an Angelino is, is a person who lives in LA. They have lots of different kinds of experiences. There's so much diversity Here in Los Angeles, so many people with all kinds of different uh, life experiences that live in different areas, come from different backgrounds, cultures, religions, all those sorts of things. I don't think there really is any one way to be an Angelino. And so here in this podcast, we're trying to uh, make people aware of all the different ways that you can live in Los Angeles and try to debunk some of those stereotypes that people have about Los Angeles. That was a beautiful way of putting it. Way better than I could have ever done. So thank oh, you, thank Natalia. You. I, I like it when uh, when I hear that my words are beautiful. You know, I'm already at that age where people are probably not going to say that about my appearance. <laughs> Ridiculous. She's gorgeous, ladies and gentlemen, and non-binary friends. I've always thought of an an Angelino being someone who is like a native who really has stock and identity in Los Angeles. And I still very much identify with being from the Pacific Northwest, even though I've lived here for four years. Yeah. And what a lot of people don't realize also is so many people in L.A. here are transplants. Like people say that people, Mm -hmm. when you meet someone that's actually from Los Angeles, born and raised here, they're like, you're a unicorn. Yep. I (laughs) never meet any of you. (laughs) I've had 
uh, people from I, I could probably count on one hand how many like native Los Angeles people I've met here since moving here. Um, and yeah, I one of them told me, yep, I'm a unicorn. Like they were so annoyed mm-hmm. and didn't want to hear me say it. <laughs> yeah, but that that's what part of what's so cool about Los Angeles is there are so many people from so many different areas, different backgrounds, all congregating in one urban sprawl area with over 10 million people. So. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's bizarre how many people actually live in this area. And it's it's really spread out, like compared to New York, which, you know, it's the Big Apple because everybody's on top of each other. But like here, you just you drive for a solid hour and you haven't left the city. It feels like I'm sure you do. Mm-hmm. But the the and that's the other thing we'll talk about, too, I think specifically in this episode, which is going to be about the geography of L.A. or where do you have to really live to be considered an Angelino? <laughs> Highly controversial topic. Highly controversial. <laughs> I feel like everybody has a different answer for this. I, I mean, so I'm from Washington State. I've never technically lived in the state of Oregon, but I really identify with having, I feel like I lived in Oregon because I worked in Portland for six years. Um, so I feel I've called myself a Washingtonian because I feel like a Washingtonian and an, an Oregonian. <laughs> so so which of these uh, two things do you think more represented your life over in the Pacific Northwest, Portlandia or Twilight? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I forget that because I'm from there, I forget that that is like kind of an outsider's view. So... <laughs> When Portlandia was being filmed, because it started filming right after I moved back uh, from college, once I graduated from college, and I went to college at the top of Washington State in Bellingham. What up, Western Vikings? Yeah, I don't. Anyway, that's that was forced. (laughs) So um, when I came back, Portland to me was just kind of like my dorky hometown area. I was like, couldn't wait to move away. And I, I think a lot of people kind of feel that way about their home area, but um, Portland had become trendy and popular and a ton of people moved there. This was in uh, 2010. So Mm -hmm. um, when I found out they were making a show about it, I was like, why does anybody care? I don't understand it. And a friend (laughs) who had just moved to New York and was living in Brooklyn, they're like, no, everybody's obsessed with Portland. It's the weirdest thing. And I, I feel like Portlandia really does represent it. And what was interesting is... A lot of those uh, stereotypes um, related back to mostly transplants, mostly from California up to Portland Mm -hmm. because they're like, oh, it's so cheap to live here. But it wasn't for us because that was our reality. But yeah, that's a whole that would probably be a whole nother episode as well. So Natalia and I first met uh, right after I had first come to the city. I think I'd only been here maybe like two months. How long had you been in L.A. when we met? I I think I had been in Los Angeles maybe like four okay. or five months. Okay, so a few point. more months ahead on me. We we had just <laughs> met like we met at a place uh, at a job where we were working on a side gig, and we ended up meeting again mm-hmm. at another one. And we were just like, oh yeah, we remember each other. We were normal people to hang out with and talk to. So why don't we just stay yeah. in touch? Yeah, you were you were all right. You were sane. <laughs> yeah, our our paths kept crossing. So. Uh, you know, when you meet somebody that you kind of hit it off with in L.A., it's good to to keep in touch because sometimes it can be hard to make friends here. Yeah, it can be really hard, really lonely in such a giant city and feel like you're mm-hmm. not making any real genuine connections with other people, particularly when you're new to that city. And it's it's really hard. And we obviously had similar interests. We're both in the entertainment industry, as it were. We're, yep, we're actors. Yeah. Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're actors. <laughs> I do a lot of improv and writing too, and I guess now we're podcasters too. <laughs> now we're officially podcasters. I mean, yeah, I've been interested in podcasting for a long time, but we obviously had similar interests and we were trying to accomplish similar goals. So, um it's been really fun. I've been in a bunch of Natalia's projects. <laughs> and when I told her yeah. I wanted to start a podcast, she was like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do this. And here we are. So yep. four years later, and we um, have just been able to relate to each other. And that's the other thing, too, is you can meet really awesome, genuine people, and they can be huge flakes when it comes to trying to do projects. Oh, yeah. 
That that's considered one of the biggest stereotypes in Los Angeles is that people are going to flake on you. Yeah, whether it's a it doesn't even have to be a project or it could be just like a date or a hangout or anything. Yeah. Or or come to my improv show. <laughs> oh man, when I was when I was on an improv team, so many people flaked on coming to my shows, but let's be real, no no one really wants to watch an improv show unless they're an improviser themselves. <laughs> or tourists, tourists definitely will be like, oh, um, this is where, I can't remember his name, but freaking Bill. Bill Hader. Yes, yes, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. This is where Bill Hader got his start. I love him, and I don't know why I can never remember his name. I love him. Not, not like romantically love him, but like, I think he's very talented. I respect the man. Yeah, he works super hard and he has created some of the best TV. Have you watched Barry? I don't even know mm. if we've talked about this. Yes. Yes. And and any listeners, if you haven't watched Barry yet, watch it and it takes place in Los Angeles. It does. And I would say that like it's a pretty real view of what it's like to be an actor in Los Angeles. Like the the type of people, how it's written. Oh my goodness. Uh Henry Winkler as his acting teacher. Gene Cousineau. <laughs> I've I've had that acting professor and I just I cannot even yeah. it's it's a little uncomfortable to watch his t- at times as an yes. actor. But yeah, if you want to move to LA to be an actor, watch Barry. Fabulous, love it. Hopefully you have a strong stomach for murder and like mm-hmm. assassination and stuff. But other than that, <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. And Natalia and I and have like through the years, more than four years, we've mm-hmm. proven our friendship over and over to each other. We've been to each other's birthday parties. We've, yeah. uh, more recently, we worked at the same kind of um, consistent job with each other. So we've even got to know each other as coworkers and how we're reliable. How long and... has it been now that we've been working there together? At Undisclosed Organization? Yeah. Uh, only <laughs> only non-disclosed because it's not anything nefarious. It's just, it's also related to the entertainment industry. And we're mm-hmm. trying to protect privacy. Yes. So, um, yeah, I think it's, I've been there three years now. Wow, that's weird to think about. I think it's been two for me now. Yeah. So it's one of those things where... The once you find someone who's super reliable, who you like to be around, and they become your friend, and then you're like, Yes, I will hook you up with any other side jobs to help you make your rent money possible. And so make friends when you come to Los Angeles. <laughs> but we, we plan to do this podcast before there was a pandemic. We're in some very turbulent historical times right now, and we decided why don't we just even do the podcast? You know? Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of a cool time to do this also because. You know, with the current state of the world, I feel like not that many people are actually making the move to a new city. But um, even if you aren't necessarily making the move right now, it's good to, you know, do your research before you actually um, make the big decision to move to a city. Because this is is a hard city to live in. It's really hard. Compared to a lot of other cities. It's expensive. Mm -hmm. It's, It's very large and sprawling. It can be hard to meet people. It's it's very different from lots and lots of other cities. So it's it's very important to us that people who move here from other places have an understanding of how this area uh, can be different from Absolutely. other places you may have lived. And so we'll be we'll be bringing up a lot of our own experiences, uh, things that we wish we had known before we moved to the city of angels. Yeah, because um, you know we want to be able to help people that uh, could be our neighbors one day. Or maybe are our brand new neighbors. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think I've mentioned yet where I've lived before. Um, yeah, tell us. Coming here to Los Angeles. According to a lot of people, I've lived in LA for a very long time. <laughs> I lived in Orange County before I lived in Los Angeles. Yes, I know a lot of people probably know of Orange County because of uh, little shows like the OC, Laguna Beach, Real Housewives of Orange County. My life did not resemble any of those TV shows in the slightest. What? They uh, did Different parts of Orange County are very different from each other. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I've lived in Santa Ana and in Irvine. Uh, those areas are very, very different from what you see on uh, any any TV show with Orange County. Very few blondes. It is not by the beach. Yeah. It's uh, more centered around a university that I did, in fact, attend. Yeah, I went to a 
I went to college in the same city where I went to high school. It was, it was but you, not super. But you have an actual great university for me growing up. But so, and it's yeah. people come from all over to go there too. So it's not. It wasn't like that is true. My community college. That's one thing that I feel like I probably wasn't grateful enough. Um, you know, when I was younger, was you know being close to so many colleges, and that's true even for people in Los Angeles. There's mm-hmm. so many different universities you can attend, even besides the big names everybody knows, like UCLA, USC. There's also multiple Cal State schools, multiple private schools. There's there's a lot of schools in the area. So that can be – that's a way a lot of people move here is school and then they end up staying. I will never be able to actually keep track of how many they are, how many the different ones. Because, like, there's literally, I think, three – yeah, three – no, four state – no, sorry, five <laughs> – clearly I didn't care – five state universities in, like, all of Washington State. So – Oh, wow. That's it. So, like, here, it's just insanity how many there are, um, and I can't mm-hmm. I can't keep track. Yeah, I, I can't even keep track myself when I've lived here for, for quite a while. Now, um, as I was saying a little bit earlier, um, it's always a big source of controversy over whether or not Orange County is part of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. There, I've had so many people that have said, oh, yeah, of course you guys are part of L.A. I had cousins that would come and visit every year who were from Colorado that they would always say like yeah we're visiting LA and I'm like no you're not (laughs) like there's just there's so many differences between Orange County and LA like less people less congestion because you stayed in Orange County for a little while before you you moved to Los Angeles proper Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Some very, very kind friends um, let us live in a room in their house in Orange County, in Irvine, too, actually. Um, But that's when I finally learned the difference between Orange County and Los Angeles. Because I had to explain to my dad, I had to be like, yes, we're moving to Los Angeles. He helped us move down. He pulled his truck on a trailer of all of our (laughs) crap all the way down I-5, which here they call the five. That's been an adjustment as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a big thing about a about how to actually yeah, sound like you're from yeah, here. You have to say the. You don't. You say the before the freeways. You don't say SoCal. You don't say Cali. But nope, no. Those, those are just a few <laughs> helpful tidbits. Yeah, no one here says says Cali. Nope. Good, no good one to does. know. I, I'm curious, Kelsey. Do you consider Orange County to be part of the Greater Los Angeles area? No, it's its own thing. Like now that I've lived here, yeah, I I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. And it's 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 not in the city limits there. The laws and the regulations are different. Like, yeah. And Los Angeles is a much denser place. Yes. Far, far more people. A lot of people closer together. Now, um, I feel like even within Los Angeles County, it's a very tricky topic. What people actually consider to be Los Angeles, because the <laughs> county is much more spread out. Right. Than a lot of people realize you got your city of Los Angeles, which is huge. And actually, the reason why the city is so huge and sprawling the way that it is, is actually because uh, the original city of Los Angeles was quite small, but they had really, really good utilities. They had really good electricity, really good water. Mm. And what they actually ended up doing was a lot of the surrounding towns, uh, such as Hollywood. Hollywood used to be its own town. Mm-hmm. What uh, the city of Los Angeles ended up doing was they annexed a lot of the surrounding towns so that they could have access to the water and electricity that they had in the city oh, of Los Angeles. I didn't even know that. So the city of LA was never intended to be um, as large and as sprawling as it is. Uh, the modern day Los Angeles is really just a whole bunch of smaller cities that ended up being connected together for a water supply. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of the plot of Chinatown. Have you ever seen that? I actually haven't seen Chinatown. The plot is about um, basically there's all this water runoff that is just going straight into the ocean in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And so in a I, I see I should know more about this if I'm going to talk about it. But from what I remember is the the mafia is involved or the mob, something something like that so that they can't they're somehow profiting on the water being just leaked out and people aren't getting clean water, particularly in Chinatown, I think. Like, that's mm-hmm. where it all runs in. Like, the, the mob has their headquarters in Chinatown in Los Angeles. And uh-huh. this is, like, in... I think it takes place in the 40s. Um, anyway, so a good movie. It's 
it's fascinating and but that i didn't know i mean i why would i know any of the history of los angeles's water unless i lived here and now i live here yeah so. and and now now you live here so probably little by little you'll hear uh, mm-hmm. some of some of the little historical tidbits But um, yeah, that's part of why LA is so, so massively huge, the city of Los Angeles itself. Yeah. But even within uh, LA County, uh, surrounding the whole area of the city, there's lots and lots of other cities that um, are, are, are considered very different from the city of Los Angeles. You've got mm-hmm. your beach communities in, in Long Beach, um, and then uh, you've got the Palos Verdes Peninsula, which is like a 30 minute drive from the nearest freeway it's it feels like an island when you're over there <laughs> you've got uh you've got the south bay area torrance redondo beach manhattan beach which people oh, yeah. joke is like the little uh red spot of los angeles county <laughs> um that it people call it mini orange county it it's yeah it's the more conser- politically conservative area of los angeles county beautiful area i lived there for yeah. years um You've got uh, some very different areas further north that are in more desert climates. It's it's a huge, diverse, uh, huge county that you you really can't make generalizations about all of right. Los Angeles County because there's such a difference in the type of people there, the environment, the vibes, how dense it is. Um, but there are a lot of people that really only consider certain parts of the city of Los Angeles to be the great enigmatic LA. People get really territorial about it too. And it's what's interesting too. And I think we should uh, make sure to specify the difference. So Los Angeles County is its own thing. It's like the actual, like it's actual a, a county. And then there's the city of Los Angeles. So you can live in Los Angeles County, but not necessarily be li- living in the city of Los Angeles. And that's mm-hmm. been really confusing for Leo and I to keep straight moving here mm-hmm. because and also during this pandemic it's been like okay los angeles county has these rules but the city of los mm-hmm. angeles has these rules so like mm-hmm. a, a city like west hollywood which yes if you've never even heard of it which i didn't really know much about it until we moved here is its own city there's like there has its own mayor and it's it's west of hollywood that's how it got the name but it's its own city whereas i live in a neighborhood called studio city which is it's not, not a its city. Own city. No, <laughs> it's a neighborhood. So like the only way you can keep track of these differences is literally just by memorizing it or knowing people in those certain areas. Oh, it can, so. it can get so confusing. And get this. West Hollywood is its own city. Hollywood is a neighborhood in the city of Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> Beverly Hills is its own city. Beverly <laughs> Hills it just, is its own city. It just it gets super confusing. <laughs> and there's even North Hollywood, which is yes, it's technically north of Hollywood. And North Hollywood is a neighborhood and Hollywood is a neighborhood, but West Hollywood is a city. So confusing. It's so confusing. If you're moving to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. have a really good data plan on your phone because you're going to be using Google Maps or Apple Maps mm-hmm. or whatever to just understand oh, totally. how to get anywhere. I mean, I still do. Like, I I have a good mm-hmm. handle on, like, our frequented places. But if I'm ever going somewhere even a little bit new, even if it's in a neighborhood I know, I have to put maps mm-hmm. on because... There's not, I know that your streets near you and then into downtown Los Angeles, um, there are some numbered streets, um, but where mm-hmm. I am in the valley and the San Fernando Valley is considered the valley or valley girls, if you're mm-hmm. familiar with that, um, which I'm sure everybody is. I, I bet some of you have heard of the term valley girls, yep. but uh, never actually knew where it came from. It's it's, it's from the San Fernando Valley San, in Los Angeles. I still almost accidentally say that I'm in the San Bernardino Valley, too, all the time. And Leo's like, no, you're really not. And I'm like, I can't keep track <laughs> so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, the valley, I feel like I have a pretty good handle on it. But there, there are almost no numbered streets here so you have no Mm -hmm. no way to navigate or understand and also a lot of the streets here are named after other cities like ventura boulevard Mm -hmm. there is a city of ventura it's on the beach uh about uh was it like 50 miles north of us northwest yeah yeah it's something like 50 miles north so i've had somebody uh who was visiting from ventura uh 
I said, oh, well, we just need to take a left on Ventura here. And she's like, what did you say Ventura? I was like, yeah, that's this is Ventura Boulevard. And she was like, oh, Mm -hmm. but there's like my point Mm -hmm. of saying all of this is um, there's you don't have a way to orient yourself like you can't figure out where you are and tell you have to memorize which which street is which and what comes next and you literally just have to memorize or you you rely on your your uh google maps on your phone makes me think like how in the world did anybody figure out anything here like before thomas guy i know i know but i don't even really know how (laughs) that works yeah trying to figure out what's actually la what i consider actually Los Angeles, like if we're talking city of Los Angeles count. So there's also lots of little random pockets that are unincorporated Los Angeles County, mm-hmm. which technically what it wasn't universal uh, city, but there's, there's just random spots. Like if you look at the County line of Los Angeles County, it has this weird strip that goes straight down to like, or maybe it's the city line. See, now I can't even remember. I'm confusing myself. So are, are you talking about Harbor gateway? Probably where it goes down so to Long there's, Beach. So there's a little strip. The, yeah, there's a little strip of the city of Los Angeles that goes from South Central Los Angeles, just a teeny tiny little strip. So weird. That goes south over to um, San Pedro, mm-hmm. specifically so that the port of Los Angeles and San Pedro can be considered part of the city of Los Angeles. Right. And this tiny, tiny little strip, Harbor Gateway, in some areas is only like a block wide. Yeah. And it's just a little, little area just to make sure that L.A. can say that they have this port. If you have the ability to, like, open up a map or something on your phone or whatever safely, don't be doing this if you're driving. Um, I highly encourage you to look at it right now because it's so weird. Just look up, like, Los Angeles City line. Like, yeah, it's it, it blows my mind every time I look at it. Um, but yeah, that makes sense that they would have done that so they could get more money into the city. <laughs> Sounds mm-hmm. about right. Now, Kelsey, when you when you think about the concept of L.A., not even the city of L.A. Okay. or the county of L.A., when you think about just your concept of what L.A. is, what are the areas you consider L.A.? Don't even think about city. Don't even think about right. county. When you think of L.A., what do you think about? I think of Hollywood. I um mm-hmm. because that's just so notorious and it's ingrained from my brain since like a child like Los Angeles mm-hmm. and Hollywood are just basically the same glamorous thing. I think of mm-hmm. I do think of Beverly Hills even though I know it's not. Mm-hmm. Um I think of I don't think of the valley. There are a lot of people mm-hmm. that don't consider the valley part of Los Angeles, which maybe that's oh, totally which is maybe that's why it's messing with my head whether or not I consider myself an mm-hmm. Angelino because I haven't lived on the yeah. other side of the hills. I feel like most when I, I have <laughs> with my <laughs> with my public school education of Los Angeles uh, <laughs> uh, by experience diploma, I would say that I consider um, L.A south of like the hollywood hills and below to and then i don't even Mm -hmm. think of long beach being in los angeles really when i think Mm -hmm. about it a lot of people don't a lot of people consider long beach to be its own thing which i don't have a stake in it either way but that's just not when i when Mm -hmm. i think about it i don't i like i guess the the los angeles valley i don't even know what that's called it's not called the los angeles valley but um when you're on the other side of the hills um are you talking about the side of the hills I live on, yes. like where Hollywood is? Yes. That's considered the Los Angeles Basin. Basin, that's right. See, I can't mm-hmm. even keep track after four years, guys, so don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, so then what do you consider? Because I want to hear your side of it. Yeah, so I I have kind of a unique perspective on on what I consider to be Los Angeles. Now, I I personally think that it doesn't matter where you live. It matters where your life is, if that makes any sense. Kind of. So I I feel because I've I've lived in areas of Los Angeles County that were not really considered L.A., even though they were in L.A. County. I lived in Torrance and Redondo Beach for quite a while, which is considered the South Bay area of L.A. County. I mentioned before they're kind of the red pocket of L.A. County. Yeah. Um, When I lived there, I worked in LA, LA. I worked in Culver City. All my clients were in Hollywood, Silver Lake, Santa Monica. All my friends lived in that area. That's where my life was. Yeah. And I I personally identified a lot more 
with that area than I did with Torrance and Redondo Beach. And I, I considered myself an Angelino when I lived there. Yeah. Because that's where my life was. And similarly, I uh, had a long time when I lived in Orange County where every single chance I got, I was going to L.A., because that's where all my friends were. You're trying to and escape during the that time, <laughs> not not even necessarily escaping the orange curtain. It's just that's where my life was. That's right. where all my friends were. That's where all the things I liked to do were. And I I felt like I was an Angelino at that time too. Now geographically, uh, I consider um, pretty much uh, the entire L.A. County to be L.A. Personally, yeah. because I I feel like. There's so many different ways that you can be an Angelino and so many different ways that you can be from L.A. And I feel like there's a lot of areas that don't get enough credit because, you know, the the average yeah. outsider who comes to visit Los Angeles, they'll they'll see Santa Monica. They'll see the Santa Monica Pier. They'll see Beverly Hills. They'll see Hollywood. Maybe go to Universal Studios. Maybe if you're really feeling adventurous, go to downtown L.A. And they'll go, I saw L.A. And I was constantly recommending places to people that they had never even heard of that weren't in the guidebooks. And I feel like there's just so many misconceptions about what LA is, where LA is, what the vibes are. Totally. And I feel like I feel like you have to give everywhere else credit because there's so, so much that's worthwhile in so many other areas of Los Angeles. There's um, so much that's worthwhile to see in the South Bay. Redondo Beach and Hermosa Beach really are hidden gems. And I feel like their existence is just as worthwhile as as Hollywood's and Beverly Hills. And a lot of people don't realize that a lot of things that are considered very, very L.A. were not actually in those central L.A. areas. For yeah. example, the Beach Boys. I'm sure everyone's heard of the Beach Boys. I know you <laughs> love the song God Only Knows. You to- you've told me about that. They're from the South Bay. Yeah. They grew up in Hawthorne. The beaches they went to were Redondo Beach and Hermosa. They're, they're considered just as LA as just about anything totally. else. Yeah. But they weren't necessarily from the areas that everybody thinks about. I think those are really, really good points, too, because there is so much. Like, we'll do an entire episode on just... Uh, the the culture of what people's impressions are from TV and movies and whatever mm-hmm. other pop music, other pop culture things. Yeah, I'm super excited about doing that. <laughs> yeah, and what's cool about knowing about those more insider areas too is it's likely less crowded. Like I I've really loved mm-hmm. uh I had a friend who lived in uh Redondo Beach, Hermosa Beach when she was working as a flight attendant and she would just kind of zip up uh-huh. to LAX when she needed to. And it's, mm. I didn't even know there was a pier there and it was beautiful. Oh, there's multiple piers yeah, there. Yeah, like it's in, but when we tried to go to Manhattan Beach, the one time that we've actually gone there, it was just mm-hmm. slammed. It was like, it felt like Santa Monica with mm-hmm. how crowded it was then. Or yeah, yeah. I do think mm-hmm. it's worth it to visit Santa Monica once and who knows what it's going to look like um, in the future. Like, if you have the ability and have there's actual parking available to get down there, because public transportation is another episode we'll do. Um, mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, yeah, there. there's worthwhile things seen in all of those places and hitting them up especially. But you have to understand also when you plan a vacation here, too. It, when, when your family visits, you'll find this out in the future if you move away from a place that people want to visit you here before the pandemic leo and i had probably someone visit us here on average like once a month like sometimes there'd be like two months where we wouldn't have anybody and then there would be like one month where we had three different people because um people are just (laughs) always wanting to visit la and now they have a a couch to crash on so why not and we're more than happy to have people here that's that's one of the things you'll find that you don't People, if you if they have the ability to, they'll want to visit you. We didn't get quite as lonely as we thought we would at first because mm-hmm. it's it's a thoroughfare. You always know someone going through LA at some point. <laughs> I want to ask you a few questions just to get your recommendations for um, what what you think would be best for certain types of people or requirements. Which areas you think would be best for them to live in? Sure. So if 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 someone's looking for cheap rent. Where would you recommend? Okay. So cheap rent, I would say, I mean, you're definitely going to have to move 
farther away from the heart of Los Angeles, farther away Mm -hmm. from the basin, as we talked about, like Hollywood. So the reason why Leo and I picked Studio City is because it's right on that edge of not being too far away from the city, but also Mm -hmm. um, having some affordable rents if you look hard or you find a great deal. Like how we got our apartment was Mm -hmm. very, very intense because there were three people going after it at the same time. And we just got our application in first. And we we didn't even actually get a chance to come in and actually walk through it. We saw an example one because the Mm -hmm. painters had lost the keys. So I was like, it has a full size oven. Let's get this apartment. And um (laughs) So I'd say Studio City, the Valley, San Fernando Valley in general is going to have the best mm-hmm. deals. The farther north you go, the cheaper it's going to get while still being a relatively um, safe area to live in. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the same respect, I think the farther south you get and more east. If you're looking for something that's rent controlled, which basically means that the building, it, the the state law changed a little bit. Leo and I have been looking at it in detail because we want to move hopefully within the next year, but it's going to depend on the pandemic. Um, yeah. It's rent control as it stands, as far as I know at this moment, is the building has to have been built before, I think, 1978, which means there's not a ton mm. of disability access buildings, which really sucks. Yeah. Um, because they're protected by that that's kind of and then um it what what it means is that your landlord or the owner of the building cannot raise your rent uh more than once within a year or no they can raise your rent twice but it can't total over more five percent of what your current rent is so once you get Mm. locked into that your rent it's you feel a lot safer so you have to look at the age of buildings that you're moving into mm-hmm. and um there's there's a specific website um oh i can't i forgot what it's called but you can if you google how to find rent controlled buildings in los angeles you, this website will pop up and it will tell you exactly that address if it's rent controlled or not which has been really useful um but what would you that's good what would you suggest as far as like affordable places quote unquote affordable cheaper places to live so there there are actually a lot of places that are surprisingly affordable uh, within areas that aren't really known for being super affordable. So yeah. I, I, again, would advise older buildings, yeah. but I wouldn't completely rule out every neighborhood uh, that, you know, is trendier. You can still find some deals in certain areas. If you want an overall cheaper rent, of course um, – the big stereotype is that going to the uh, San Fernando or San Gabriel Valley is probably going to be a little cheaper than central LA. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely would advise the East Hollywood area that I live in. There's a lot of uh, really, yeah. really reasonable rents over here. Um, there's also um, a number of affordable places in the South Bay area also. A really? lot of people aren't aware of that. If you want a beachier vibe – um, I had a studio apartment by myself uh, in Torrance in a very, very nice neighborhood of Torrance, right on the border of Torrance, Palos Verdes, and Redondo Beach that I was paying $800 a month for with oh a parking space, gosh. a studio apartment all by myself. What year was this? And that was the year uh, 2015. Oh my gosh, that's insane. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah, I wouldn't have so, guessed that. You just have to look. You have to be committed. Yeah, you you have to look. That's the biggest thing. Um, I highly advise also uh looking on websites like Gypsy Housing oh, if you're yeah. an artist. Uh there's usually some good deals over there. Um a lot of neighborhoods that traditionally were more affordable are getting more expensive yeah. right now too. Like for years. North Hollywood was considered the big dream, really affordable. Mm-hmm. Rents going up yeah. in the North Hollywood area quite a bit. I I would really say if you want cheaper rent, you just gotta dig. You just gotta. You do. You gotta. You look have to hard. bargain hunt. And <laughs> yeah, you have to bargain hunt. And a lot of people, um, one of the biggest uh, things that I've seen work for a lot of people is. Find the neighborhood you really, really want to live in mm-hmm. and then drive around it looking for vacancy and for rent signs. Yep. That's usually one of the biggest things to help. Yeah. Because people are constantly moving to Los Angeles, they're 
a lot of renters don't even have to put anything up on like hotpads.com or apartments.com. Mm-hmm. They just put a sign out front and the apartment will be taken within like the day. Somebody will see it and want to move in. So it's it's super competitive. And one other weird detail, which that is excellent advice, Natalia, actually. That's really, mm. that's what oh, Leo and I have been doing too, is just we just find neighborhoods that we've enjoyed and we feel like this would be a great place to live and just drive around or i'll even look on google maps and just be like do they have signs out sometimes i mean it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. up to date but i can get a feel of the neighborhood um yeah one weird detail is that to consider renting is whether or not you're willing to buy a refrigerator because refrigerators oh totally do not come with apartments in los angeles it this is the only city in the United mm-hmm. States that I know that this is the case. It is so weird. There was a New Yorker um, who was also looking at the apartment we live in right now um, who mm-hmm. said, is the fridge thing like all of Los Angeles? I was like, is that not a New York thing? I thought maybe it was like a giant city thing. She's like, no, you have fridges in New York. So we mm-hmm. we also, when we looked in the windows of this place, we saw that it came with a fridge and we asked about it. And they said that, yes, it comes with a refrigerator. <laughs> So yeah, there there are a lot of companies, though, that you can rent a fridge from. It's true. And I've done that before. Have you? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it, it's just kind of funny, though, renting weird. a fridge. <laughs> and with past roommates, I like had to keep reminding them that, oh, you have to reimburse me for the fridge rental <laughs> because they'd, they'd keep forgetting because I was the one in charge of all the bills. Uh, yeah. And so I'd be like, don't forget the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd just be kind of funny. Oh my gosh. That's, I can't even imagine. <laughs> now, Kelsey, yes. where would you consider the trendiest places to live in Los Angeles? Mm. Oh, for okay, so it depends on what your definition is of trendy, but if you're like someone <laughs> like us that is, you know, in their late 20s, early 30s, kind of just wanting to live in a place where you're going to be surrounded by people that are like-minded, um, then definitely Los Feliz is going to be mm-hmm. a huge trend. That's one that Leo and I were looking at at first, but we couldn't afford uh, Yeah, I love Los over there. Um, it's a uh-huh. really cool, what you might consider hipster neighborhood. There's comedy clubs mm-hmm. there, uh, Upright Citizens Brigade, the very famous improv theater, uh, started by Amy Poehler and a bunch of really talented improv guys. Yeah. So there's like little comedy clubs there. It's, there's this amazing, uh, theater underneath a Mexican restaurant where they do, uh, drag review shows, which are fantastic. I had a friend who, uh, traveled from Seattle in a show called, oh, it was about Miss Pac-Man. I think Miss Pac-Man Live. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. I feel bad. I'm sorry, Amalia. But yeah, it was just, it felt so very Los Feliz to be like, well, of course it's <laughs> underneath a Mexican restaurant in Los Feliz we're going to mm-hmm. go to. And it was wonderful. It was a great venue. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that's probably the trendiest as far as like our demographic goes to live yeah. in. Now, if you're talking like, you know, housewives trendy than, of course, like the Beverly Hills, Century City, like Culver City uh-huh. kind of area. Um, if you're a trendy uh-huh. beach surfer dude, then Venice Beach area is going to be like if you're a skateboarder, too, that's a big neighborhood for that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, and then there's a, their own little trendy pockets like North Hollywood has an arts district, which is really cute and fun. And you lived near there, uh-huh. didn't you? For a bit. I did not live near there. Oh, I was I was on the border of Sun Valley when I lived in North oh, Hollywood, which is yeah. about three miles away yeah. and not nearly as trendy and a lot cheaper. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot cheaper there for sure. That's the other thing you have to remember. Like Burbank is within Los Angeles County, but it's its own city. So they do not have mm-hmm. rent control. It's only through the city of Los Angeles that the rent control you were talking about specifically. There's there's so mm-hmm. much, guys. There's just so much you have to learn. <laughs> but what do you what? Yeah. So what trendy places? Oh, and I I do want to mention this. I was thinking this while we were talking about it. Los Feliz. I'm pronouncing it that way because that's how you pronounce it here in Los Angeles. Not yeah, I like I like that you're bringing that up because certainly here in LA we have a uh, unique ways that we pronounce something. So well, I just feel like it's the the imperialist white way of pronouncing things maybe (laughs) you know totally Um, totally but yeah what do you think 
Natalia, what trendy cities? So one area that's that's really, really been coming up in the last, I'd say, 12 years or so is Silver Lake is considered yes. very trendy. That's considered like the ultimate in hipster culture. I would also say that um, there are areas that have become trendy with people in Los Angeles, but uh, people from other areas don't necessarily know them. Uh, yeah. Hermosa Beach is very, very trendy. I don't know if you've really mm-hmm. been over there, but that area has oh yeah all kinds of really cool new restaurants, lots of stores. It's 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 really a hidden pocket that I feel like the rest of the world doesn't know about. Uh, there are very trendy parts of Long Beach. Um, there's, there's lots of different things. And I would also say the arts district in downtown is really, really coming up. Have you been to the arts district downtown? Yes. Yes. Actually, Mm -hmm. it reminded me very much of some areas of Portland. Oh, I bet. uh, Downtown Portland area. Yeah. It, um, there, we went to a bar there, um, that was an arcade bar and that was the Mm -hmm. first time I had seen anything that was like very, Harkening back to my Pacific Northwest roots, it, mm. yeah. So they're they definitely because that's where there's a lot of industrial buildings that mm-hmm. different people have taken over because it was cheap to get initially, but now it's getting gentrified just like Portland was. So, yeah, absolutely, I agree with that. So Kelsey, neither of us are really the partying type. I mean, I had my my phase of no. that for for like six years, but I I grew out of it by the time <laughs> I was twenty four. Um, I know you you don't party all that much either, but uh, let's just let's just nope. pretend for a minute that we're huge partiers. We love to party. We love to go out, drink all the all sure. those things that the youths do. Uh, yes. Where where would you recommend the places to party in L.A.? Um, so I have I would say I've genuinely gone out and partied once in my time here. Um, I it w- I think Leo and I had been here only like gosh like a month, maybe a solid month in Los Angeles. And a friend sadly was moving away from Los Angeles and she hadn't gone out dancing Mm -hmm. in Hollywood yet. So she's like, I want to go clubbing. I want to go dancing. And Hollywood is known Mm -hmm. for having some clubs. I think there are some downtown too, but I've never been and I don't really know. There are. I've been. <laughs> yeah, I uh, you you're going to have more of a party history than I am. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in LA specifically. But in the... The night that we had was so like it felt like it was out of a movie. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like it was possible for um that many things to happen. And we'll go over it in a in a party episode where we'll have <laughs> a fun guest to talk about it. But um we we ended up at the end of the night at this club. Uh I still don't remember the name because there was no name outside of it. It was just illuminated pink. Like the trees were illuminated with pink lighting and the Mm -hmm. cover charge was like $20. And it was this beautiful hidden place that you wouldn't know about. And um, Mm -hmm. they had um, really strong drinks. And then as you walked in it, like it was a whole experience, you know, you, there was this bar with a water feature and these cushy couches outside. And as you walked into the building, there w- it almost felt like a castle. There was fireplaces. It was probably someone's really fancy house, like in the 40s or the 50s or something. <laughs> and um, then you, as you went deeper in, it got more of the club vibe. Um, and mm-hmm. it was then it was like loud and music and it was good music too. Like it was, they were doing some fun old school remixes too. And uh, like girls on top of the bars, pouring shots into people's mouths. And so, I mean, that's really my extensive party experience. <laughs> oh, and somebody mistook my husband for uh, Seth Rogen. So that was really funny. Oh, they were pretty drunk. He looks nothing <laughs> like Seth Rogen. No, he That's doesn't. Funny. He doesn't. He really like, but he has the curly hair and he had the glasses mm-hmm. that Seth Rogen was wearing at the time. And it would be believable that Seth Rogen would be at that club, honestly. I mean, I guess not necessarily, but like a celebrity who was, you know, kind of in his stature could be at that club mm-hmm. at that night or whatever. But so you tell me, you know more than I do. Okay. So I started going out in LA like the second I turned 18 (laughs) because I was living in Orange County. It wasn't that far away. (laughs) And um, actually, the one of the places where I've had the most fun personally is in West Hollywood. Oh, I bet. 
the West Hollywood bars and clubs. That's where the majority of my going out happened when I was 18, 19 on 18 and over nights. Mm -hmm. And um, that, as I'm sure many of you are familiar with, uh, West Hollywood or WeHo as people call it, is the main area where a lot of our LGBTQ folks hang out. And um, there's a lot of really fun themed nights. Uh, One of my friends who is Asian, he and I would go to the Asian nights that they would have (laughs) at one of the clubs, and it was super, super fun. Um, They would have promotions for like Lady Gaga's latest singles and stuff. That was like at the very beginning of Lady Gaga's career. That's amazing. (laughs) It was super, super fun. Um, West Hollywood is definitely the place to be if uh, you run amongst that crowd. Um, if you want to go out for like the full out night out, get super dressed up, all the stuff that I'm way too old for right now. Uh, as you <laughs> said, ho- uh, Kelsey, Hollywood definitely has a lot of the more glamorous clubs yeah. that a lot of people really like. And less um, glamorous, too. There's just a lot of clubs. And less glamorous, <laughs> too. Yeah. We went to those, too. Um, I have gone out a lot in Hermosa Beach. And everybody who lives in the South Bay area, that is the place to go out. Mm-hmm. It gets very crazy there on Friday and Saturday nights. There's a street called Pier Avenue that has a whole bunch of bars and clubs, all super casual. You don't get dressed up there at all. And um, nice. people just... People just get trashy by the beach. I used to go out there like <laughs> twice a I used to go out there like literally every Friday and Saturday night for like two or three years. Oh my gosh. So that sounds fun. I, I know it well. Um there's also a lot of uh really fun uh little bars all over the Los Files, Silver Lake, and East Hollywood area, some in yeah. Koreatown as well. Um, if you like karaoke, I highly recommend Koreatown. I do karaoke there all the time. Yay. Obviously not during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is going to make me sound like Stefan from SNL. <laughs> so, <laughs> so one of LA's hottest places to go out, in my opinion, are the Houston Hospitality Bars. They are like going to Disneyland. Really? In bar form. They're super themed. All of them have secret entrances. Um, I think they have maybe 10 or 12. Uh, One of their best known is actually on Hollywood Boulevard, and it's called No Vacancy. And it's a speakeasy type bar that has a slight motel theme. And when you enter, you go into a motel room, and there's a girl on the bed, and the bed moves, and (gasps) it gives you the entrance. Oh, my gosh. There's another. That sounds awesome. There's one in Koreatown that's uh, 80s themed where you enter through a vending machine. Like, they're all really, really... Th- they're like the oh Disneyland Oh, my God. I bars. haven't heard of any and, of the... Um, I mean, I've heard of the Speakeasy one. They're amazing. My friend Miranda and I, we went to every awesome. single one uh, over the course of, like, two years. And we went to a lot of them multiple times. That was, like, our Saturday nights for, like, two years was going to all the different bars. Oh, and also all of them have burlesque dancers. That's so fun. But they're burlesque dancers that match the themes. There's another one... That's Parisian themed. There's another one that's uh, supposed to be like Cuba. There's another one that's kind of more steampunky. They're they're really really cool. Well, I'll have to do that one. Highly highly recommend things those. Chill out because I don't drink alcohol, so I haven't been motivated to go to a bunch of bars. And uh, my husband still does, so it's I he would absolutely enjoy these things. I would enjoy the spectacle of it. Like I can drink a. Mm-hmm coke and a sparkling water and enter through a rotating bed that's so awesome (laughs) that's so weird yeah they're pretty cool and those ones they're not glamorous at all either like you don't have to be dressed up fancy um if you're more into like the casual beer kind of scene which is getting really trendy right now especially amongst people with kids Mm -hmm. because a lot of uh breweries allow children uh, there's a huge microbrewery scene in Torrance, actually, in the South Bay. Oh, really? I think I think they actually have the highest concentration of microbreweries in L.A. County over there. So a lot of people in the South Bay are really, really big uh, beer obsessive people. Interesting. Uh, they're all beer connoisseurs. Um, there's actually – there's an area in, like, 
a somewhat not so nice area of Torrance where there's like five microbreweries in a row. Oh, wow. I've I've been to many, many birthday parties in that area in Torrance. That's cool. It's like in this in, in random industrial area, not even gentrified at all, but it's a really popular area to hang out. That sounds very Portlandy. One thing I will say about beer in Los Angeles, so I don't I don't drink for health reasons, but I will taste alcohols just out of curiosity. Um from when I used to drink. Uh, so a lot of beer in LA, if you're someone who's a beer snob, a lot of it tastes like an IPA, even if it's not. If the beer is local to LA, Leo and I have run into, and he's tried so many different beers over four years. And mm-hmm. most, even like, you'll be like, here's a Pilsner, here's a, you know, a Hefeweizen, you know, it still tastes like mm-hmm. an IPA somehow. So that's just a heads up for people moving from beer snobbery areas like Portland. Portland has some really good beer. Sometime, Natalia, when I take you up there, I'll have <laughs> you try my very favorite beer that I miss so much. Oh, yeah. but I like that. <laughs> anyway, so continue. I just had to cut in with that info. <laughs> oh, yeah. No problem. And uh, also, there's lots and lots to do if you like going out downtown. Oh, yeah. There's so, so many clubs there. There's um, a really nice assortment of rooftop bars downtown. Yes, Perch. Plus, you've got the whole microbrewery. Yeah, Perch is a, is a popular Perch. one. You've got the microbrewery and bar scene in the Arts District. Um, if you like partying, downtown can be a really, really good place to live. Totally. Yeah. So. Now, Kelsey, if you had to choose a beach area to live in, mm. what would you choose? See, that's tough because I really, really like being – uh, close to the city and close to things mm-hmm. that I can have, you know, a- easy access to because driving in and out of the beach communities is such a slog during like normal traffic yeah. times. Um, a lot of people don't realize the beach is far from a lot of is. Los Angeles. Yeah, you, you have to look at, you can't look at miles on the map. You have to look at minutes mm-hmm. and just let that be your new gospel for navigating Los Angeles totally. because you will go insane. Cause a lot of times like 60 miles is 60 minutes, like back in the Northwest mm-hmm. in a lot of areas. Um, it's not even close here. So anyway, with that in mind, uh-huh. um, Zuma beach is my favorite beach I've ever been to in Los Angeles area, which is technically mm-hmm. Malibu, but um, I really love the vibe of Malibu. I thought it was going to be a like, a trendy place because, you know, growing up Malibu Barbie is like what I knew. And Malibu mm-hmm. Barbie was, the, I didn't know it was this cool beach vibe. It feels very much like a, um, it, like the perfect, perfect blend of a Pacific Northwest beach and a California beach. So really? it does. Yeah. So like there's a, there's a fish place um, off of highway one in Malibu, just a little bit South of Zuma beach. And um, it I can't remember what it's called. I really should have these things on tap. Let me look. It's like I think it might even just be like Malibu Fish Company or something like that. Malibu Seafood. Um, it's they sell fresh seafood so you can take it home. Yeah, it's Malibu Seafood Fresh Fish Market and Patio Cafe. They sell fresh seafood that you can just take home and cook yourself or you can buy their fish and chips there and they have just this little stand and the mm-hmm. like it, they're run by like surfer dudes like the guy who has taken my Mm -hmm. orders has always been like yeah no it was like a great morning wasn't it It was really chill but he's not like a snobby Mm -hmm. surfer dude like he's not they're just everything's relaxed everybody's wearing t-shirts and jeans Mm -hmm. like it's just it's it's a there are still like you know celebrities definitely have homes in malibu and there are fancier Mm -hmm. places to eat and things to do there as well but it's a much more relaxed community and it's closer to pepperdine so you kind of have Mm -hmm. like a college vibe as well but yeah i just i would love to live out in zuma i think it would be amazing but it's so Uh far from everything so it is it's so so far yeah that's that's actually part of why i don't i don't think i want to live by the beach yeah (laughs) In, in L.A. because it's just too far from everything else I do. In the greatest fantasies, it would be nice to have a house there so you could just go out and like chill mm-hmm. and have people. Um, oh, that would be incredible. But what about you? So where what beach community would you want to live in? Now, I've already lived in a beach community before because yeah. I lived in Redondo Beach right. for a while. It was cool for a couple of years. I don't really need it anymore. I was driving way too much to get to work Ugh, and yeah. 
see friends and those kinds of things. But I guess if I had to choose a beach area to live in now, it would probably be Santa Monica simply for the proximity to other things I do, (laughs) just because it would be the closest. I feel like um, if you're going to have any business in the Valley or in uh, Hollywood, uh, Central Los Angeles, that kind of thing, Santa Monica is going to get you there the quickest. Yeah, it's the most centralized location, but it, because of that, it's also the most crowded. It's mm-hmm. so, and it's yeah, so it definitely expensive. is. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's nice. I mean, there are. I really like the little promenade uh, area, the little the Third Street promenade. Yeah, exactly. That that is really neat. There's little pockets of Malibu, or not Malibu, of uh, Santa Monica that uh you can kind of discover over different visits and Mm -hmm. um one thing that's weird about santa monica my friend warned me about this when we were visiting uh for my 30th birthday trying to decide if we wanted to move here Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's like once you get to the beach just realize you're gonna be walking for like probably another two blocks just to get to the water i was like what do you mean she's like Mm -hmm. it's just sand you feel like you're in the middle of a desert until you actually get to the ocean like the water is so far away from the buildings Mm -hmm. and everything and that's 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 true definitely it's it's a very very wide stretch of sand yeah kelsey if you had to to really decide what was the biggest thing about the geography of la that you would have wanted to know before you moved here Mm -hmm. what do you think that would be Hmm. definitely definitely uh minutes versus miles because even though i was warned Mm -hmm. that it i didn't know how much it was really going to frustrate me to not know to to see how close i was to somebody like you know you and i will definitely hang out um but Mm -hmm. we have to think about it because even though it's only like six or seven miles it's there's so much involved um, as far as traveling to different places. The energy it takes yeah. to um, plan ahead for parking, to plan ahead mm-hmm. for parking is like, a huge one. Parking is a huge one, especially it's like if you're going to a place that has valet parking and that's really your only option, you have to make sure you have cash so you can uh, tip the person who's valeting your car. And then um, uh, parking signs. Well, your street just like within the last what year? <laughs> Um, now suddenly has like all these restrictions on your road mm-hmm. and it's just um, it's difficult you have to keep that in mind when you're visiting people and what you're planning mm-hmm. on doing um, so I think just you have to have a car honestly like truly we know we yeah. we do have a friend who survived here for four years um, he moved here around the same time as us too um, and like definitely you can make it work, but it's so hard. It's so it hard. It just makes everything a million times harder. Yeah. What about you? So what? what's something that you wish you would have known before living here? Um, I I kind of wish that uh that people hadn't uh how do I explain this? I feel like there's a big bias in Orange County that LA is just this like big, mean, dirty, ugly place. <laughs> that like yeah. you won't be able to find a pleasant place to live and i kind of mm-hmm. wish that uh people had been a little more encouraging about living yeah. here and that uh people i guess had uh i don't know i kind of wish i had just gotten advice in general cuz i feel like before i moved here no one really gave me any advice i feel like i found out a lot of these things just on my own and I, I feel like having a resource like what we're doing right now with this project would have been really, really nice. Exactly. To have. Just hearing a little bit more about what it's actually like to live over here. Yeah, from people who do live here and have been doing it for mm-hmm. a little while. I, I, I was lucky enough to have a friend that I went to college with who had lived here. She lived in the um, uh, La Brea Park area. And um, so she... When we visit, you mean Park La Brea? Park La Brea, yes, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Yes, exactly. Yeah, where the where the uh, uh, tar pits are, and mm-hmm. um, so she gave me a lot of heads up about things as we were here because she knew we were interested in moving here. So I I got a very quick mm-hmm. rundown. So I've tried to give people those kinds of quick rundowns too, but then sometimes I think I'm overwhelming them with information. Maybe. So it's good to chop it up like we're doing here. Yeah, like we're like we're doing right now. Exactly. 
Um, but yeah, that makes sense. I, a lot of people had a lot of hate. A lot of people in the Northwest have a lot of mm-hmm. hate for Los Angeles, too, mostly because so many Californians have moved up there and then driven up the cost of rent and um, mm-hmm. made it hard for people to live in their hometown. So when I said mm-hmm. I was moving to Los Angeles, several people were like, but why? Why would you do that to yourself? And people... Yeah, I felt like that was the kind of thing I would get a lot, yeah, too. Yeah, totally. But it's not... I, I like it a lot more than I thought I would. I knew it was necessary for my career if I wanted to advance like how I want to, to move to Los Angeles. But I actually really like LA a lot more than I thought I would. It's not as scary, like Natalia was saying, as it seems. Mm-hmm. It's just you have to... There's just a lot to learn. And that's why we're here for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope you learned some geography today. Thank you for attending our our TED Talk, our audio TED Talk about Los Angeles's geography. It was very exact and particular, and we look forward to your your homework mm-hmm. assignments. Yeah, no. If you're looking for expert advice, yeah. we're not. <laughs> we're not the people. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> but we're hoping we gave you a better general understanding of the differences about all these different sections of Los Angeles because it is so sprawling. Mm-hmm. And we hope that we also gave you a little bit to think about with uh, what areas could be good to live in, which areas could be good to visit. And uh, I encourage all of you to do some more research because we're just two people out of millions. These are just our own views. So definitely um, just use it as a jumping off point to try to research a little bit more about the city because it's awesome and it's huge. And there are lots of different kinds of people. But yeah, thank you for again for joining us on this journey. We look forward to the next time when you listen to us talk about another subject in Los Angeles. So thanks. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for being uh, with us for this part of your training to become an Angelino. Just a reminder, the content of this podcast is based on our own opinions and personal experiences and may not reflect the opinions and experiences of all Angelinos. Music by Leo Jackson. Artwork by Trevor D. Richardson edited by Kelsey Ryder, and additional research by me, Natalia Raymond. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Angelinos in Training and on Twitter at Angelinos Pod. Want us to cover a specific topic about LA? Email us at angelinosintraining at gmail.com. Angelinos in Training.